The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Today's topic on 15 Minutes of Fab is about brain aging. I read an article recently, a um, Health and Human Services Public Access article by the authors Devin Wall and Company, and what we say Wall et al., and it was about new strategies for helping your brain to age in a healthy manner. So I'm going to give you a couple of quotes from that article, from that research article, and And then we'll just kind of dive right into the deep stuff, the cerebral stuff. And I'll also give you some of my opinions. So today's topic is memory, mimetics, and motion. This is about healthy brain aging. So we're all familiar with aging of the face and aging of the body and aging of so many things. I mean, you know, getting old. But as a plastic surgeon, I am in the service of helping people to manage the manifestations of time. And I help them to manage those manifestations of time on their faces and their bodies. As the founder of the philosophy that suggests that beauty is founded upon a pillar of inner health and multidimensional wellness, the philosophy of holistic plastic surgery, which I created, I know it's important also for us to remember that brain aging is a real thing. I have a relative who's currently hospitalized for one thing, a physical thing, a medical physical thing, but because her mental status has started to decline, it just adds an extra layer of care that is necessary. And this is a woman who I honor and revere and have tremendous respect for and frankly love dearly, a woman who speaks four languages and was the head of her section and her field in medicine. And now it's just, I mean, it's really a head trip, no pun intended, to watch as her mental status declines. Yeah. So I ask myself, her being my relative, is this genetic? Is this what's coming for me? I mean, does the brain have to deteriorate or does it have to fail over time? Well, recent research indicates that there are ways to nurture our brain, even in the face of brain aging, so that we may holistically age well and hold on to as many marbles as possible. So let's get into some of this research. Brain aging in general occurs along a spectrum. 
It begins with maybe some forgetfulness and then progresses on to dementia and then culminates in the maximum manifestation as Alzheimer's disease. In fact, this research paper, this Health and Human Services Public Access paper by Wall et al. states that, quote, brain aging is characterized by declines in cognitive function, primarily memory and learning, but also attention and processing speed and executive function. In some people, these declines may develop into mild cognitive impairment, which increases the risk for dementia and neurogenerative diseases like Alzheimer's. These, there are signs, right? There are signs, and they happen in all tissues as they age. And the signs of aging in general are called the hallmarks of aging. According to Wikipedia, these hallmarks are, quote, biochemical changes that occur in all organisms that experience biological aging and lead to a progressive loss of physiological integrity, impaired function, and eventually death, end quote. These are, these are our cells. And frankly, you know, these hallmarks of aging also manifest on a macro level because ultimately we human beings, all living things, ultimately die. In fact, a phenomenon known as programmed cell death, which in science we call apoptosis, but don't worry about that name, programmed cell death causes adverse adult human people, adult adults, to lose between 50 and 70 billion, with a B, 50 to 70 billion cells each day. Now that's a quote from Wikipedia, so take it or leave it, but it's still a staggering number. So every day adult humans lose through programmed cell death, 50 to 70 billion cells each day. So at that rate of our cells dying, I believe that we must be actively keeping a balance, a healthy balance, a healthy well ratio in favor of cellular regeneration. Okay, well, how do we do that? Let me count the ways. (laughs) I'm going to say this word. Don't freak out. Exercise. Exercise is high on the list of what we can do to nurture our brains. Yes, exercise, as we all know, increases the delivery of oxygen, vital oxygen, the air we breathe, the the good stuff into all of our cells. Here's another quote, a couple of quotes from this paper by Wall et al. Quote, regular aerobic exercise is one of the few evidence-based ways to prevent age-related cognitive decline. As such, it has been suggested that exercise should be a first-line strategy for healthy brain aging, for healthy brain aging. Also, exercise remains among the best approaches to reduce hallmarks of aging and to increase the health and function in peripheral tissues, end quote. 
That's pretty compelling. And, you know, this article doesn't necessarily specify which super particular exercises you have to do or for how long, but generally speaking, aerobic exercise, you know, involves getting your heart rate up consistently for at least 30 minutes, for at least three times a day in the past and now more, more currently every day. So if it's taking stairs, if it's walking a little bit faster, if it's going, you know, after lunch, going on a walking break, whatever it is that you need to do, you don't necessarily need to go to a gym, right? Thankfully for that. So that's exercise. And basically, that research points out that, another quote, quote, during aging, fasting glucose levels increase in cells as these cells become less effective at importing glucose in response to insulin resistance. That's insulin resistance. So the cells become less effective at importing glucose in response to insulin because insulin makes glucose go into your cells, right? That's called insulin resistance. I continue the quote. Quote, peripheral insulin resistance and elevated fasting glucose are linked with accelerated brain aging. Proper cognitive, let's see, yeah, (laughs) there goes my brain function, sorry, excuse me. So proper cognitive function and dementia. So let me reread that quote because it was a little jumbled there. So, quote, during aging, fasting glucose levels increase as cells become less effective at importing glucose in response to insulin. That is called insulin resistance. I continue the quote. Peripheral insulin resistance and elevated fasting glucose are linked with accelerated brain aging, poorer, poorer cognitive function, and dementia. Brain function is particularly sensitive to the adverse or negative effects of insulin resistance as glucose is a key energy source for neurons or nerve tissue and brain tissue. And this can be accomplished or compounded, excuse me, this can be compounded by metabolic and cardiovascular changes with aging, end quote. So that's the next thing, right? Next on that list of what we can do to nurture our brains to age more healthfully. Next on that list is healthy nutrition. And as I mentioned, this research says that basically any dysfunction in your glucose metabolism and how insulin you know, helps that glucose metabolism. And if you have any resistance to the function of insulin, well, all those things pretty much are part of an unhealthy diet. And unhealthy diets are associated with accelerated brain aging. You may have heard that I said unhealthy diets, plural. It's not just one type of diet that could be unhealthy. There are a number of them out there. So in addition, the strongest evidence for nutritional lifestyles that have a somewhat protective effect on brain aging are these two types of sort of approaches, caloric restriction and intermittent fasting. Wow. Like, yeah, that's hard, right? Caloric restriction and intermittent fasting. Caloric restriction basically means, you know, not eating as much as you normally would, right? Now, that's a little difficult because you kind of have to manage your calories. You kind of have to know, generally speaking, what you're eating and how many calories that you are taking in. 
And then you have to manage that what you've taken in has to be less than what you're putting out in the form of exercise. And then intermittent fasting basically means that you eat within a short period, a short time frame period during the day, and you quote unquote fast and don't eat for the majority of that day. So for example, maybe your last meal is at, no, I don't know, 6 p.m. on Monday and Tuesday, you don't eat until lunchtime. So that's typically at least 14 hours, right? 12, 12 minimum. Typically it's 14 to 17. How about that? So those are the two sort of nutritional approaches that are, tend to be protective against unhealthy brain aging. Next, challenge your brain. Your brain is muscular, right? In addition to neural and lots of other things. So it's, it's meant to learn, right? It's meant to learn, like continue doing brain learning for as long as you can because it should, that continuous learning should last you a lifetime. So keep exercising. The way you exercise your muscles, so think of your brain as a muscle, even though, you know, it's mostly neural tissue. <laughs> um, if not all neural tissue, I should know that. Anyway, <laughs> keep exercising your muscle of your body and keep exercising the tissues, if you will, of your brain. And maybe it's doing crossword puzzles. Maybe it's planning a, you know, a new route to go to work. Um, maybe it's learning a new language, uh, playing a new sport. And then the, the other key factor, the part B to that, is do them with joy. Make sure they excite you. Because otherwise, if you're just doing things something different and it's not, you're not feeling it, you're not really engaged right? You're not that excited. You're not excited about it all. And therefore it's just going through the motion. So not as useful as doing something new with joy and excitement. What's next? Manage your stress effectively, efficiently, and frequently. Prolonged, unmitigated, excessive stress wreaks havoc on everything, including your brain. So learn effective stress management techniques and put these tools into action as often as needed. Also, don't estimate the power of a good night's sleep. Restful sleep is critical for brain function and, frankly, overall well-being. Your chronotype will help you to determine your optimal sleep and your wake time, so maybe you should find out your chronotype. What's next on the list? Stay social. You've heard me say this so many times in the past as part of my fab top 10 tips for gracefully aging well. So, so being social is important. Meeting with friends, meeting new friends, it helps to create new neural connections. And those new brain connections help your brain to stay well. As I always say, social connections help optimize brain connections. Actually, I don't always say that. I just made that up. But I think it's, I think it's good. Sounds like a, that's quotable. <laughs> Finally, in summary, overall, to put a cherry on top, or a strawberry if you don't like cherries, be present and mindful. Practice gratitude often. Be at peace with whom you are. Experience the grace of your circumstances and live your life fully every day. Those are the tips. That's the research talking about how to help your brain to age well. This concludes this week's episode of 15 Minutes of Fab on the Forever Fab podcast. As always, stay beautiful inside and out and stay forever fab.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.